there is no one there. There's nothing there. There's no one there. That's what we're going to talk about today on Narcissistic Abuse Unwound. This is Jennifer Smith of True Love Scam Recovery. We're going to talk some more about these pathological parasitic predators. Please, if there is something you would like to hear more about, about them, about what you're going through, please email me, jennifersmith at truelovescam.com. A lot of us, most of us, maybe, have a moment we look at them and realize there isn't anyone there. There's no one there. There's nothing there. I kept repeating that sentence over and over in my head one day when I looked straight into his eyes while he was looking straight in my eyes. We were standing essentially toe-to-toe, maybe two feet apart or less. It was the end. It was intense. I was silent, letting him look in my eyes, He was letting me see exactly what he is. This is when I saw the nothingness, the black eyes, and an empty, bottomless, infinite pit of destruction, of evil. It was a kind of a standoff. Maybe he was trying to see if I was going to cave. For sure, you know, they want to make sure they can get some more. They're trying to find out if however it is we feel or whatever it is we think, are we a danger to them? Are we going to come after them? Are we going to send other people after them? Are we going to blow up their world? What I was looking for in that particular moment was a way to talk to him about my jewelry he had stolen. He was going to leave with the SUV we had just leased. I didn't want to be with him anymore. I did want him to leave. But as a human being, it's automatic that we reach towards the other person, that we try to talk about things. And I stood there looking, and it was overwhelming that there was no one there. It kept running through my mind. There's nothing there. There's nothing there. There's there's nothing there. This was the moment that my body kicked into overriding my actual brain, my social mind, anything I thought I knew about anything to do with life and what people are, and some primal piece of me took over to save me. And thank goodness that it did, because there was no one there. There's no one there to talk to. There's no one there to work anything out with, negotiate anything, create anything constructive that might benefit you, benefit them, benefit anyone. It is our normal to try to negotiate something where we both come out okay. What do they call it? A win-win? This is not going to happen. A win-win between a normal person and a sociopath, pathological parasitic predator, psychopath is this. They disappear from our lives. They go on about their way. We're not going after them. We're not trying to get them in trouble. That's from their side of things. And for us, it's absolutely zero contact. They cannot reach us in any way. We never ever have any contact or communication with them ever again. That is the win-win between a normal person and the parasitic predator. That's the win-win. Truly, there is no one there. In that moment with this person that I escaped from, I remember also thinking, he's hard, harder than stone or a wall of steel. I kept trying to reach out as a human. We don't realize how much of our vibe or energy or effort, whatever you want to call it, this humanness we put out through our skin, our face, our voice, noticed me reaching towards 
what looks like another human being, noticed it and stopped it. I pulled it back and it made me see there's nothing there more deeply. The hardness that is there, the nothingness that is there, there's nothing soft in any way. It's really hard to describe. There's just nobody there. The hardness, the nothingness, there's nothing you can do anything with aside from experience destruction. That's all you're going to get. There's nothing we can both talk about or figure out. None of that is there in them. There's just absolutely nothing there. If you are continuing to communicate with this creature that you have removed from your life physically or from your home, I want to say you're still in it. That's not a judgment, not a criticism. It's something we all really need to be aware of. And sometimes we're still talking to them because we have children. That can be a valid reason to communicate with them. Honestly, I'm going to say it isn't always. We can get them out of our lives and remove the children from their lives. But let's say at this point someone hasn't. So you're still in communication. No matter the reason you're still in communication, you are still in it. This is to say, be aware you are still in it. You're still experiencing the trauma. You're still being affected by it in every way. And yes, they're out of the house. Maybe they're even a divorce has happened already. But if you're talking, you're still in it. It's good to know that. It's good to see it in that way because we don't want to be in it. You'll definitely discover if you acknowledge I'm still in it, your body will spontaneously and naturally, your mind, everything will go into action, motion towards making that not the case. Our bodies, our lives will come up with ways to not still be in it. But if you're communicating about the kids or whatever it is you're communicating about and your mindset is we're broken up, I don't really talk to them anymore. I don't answer all their texts anymore. I only met them last Saturday for bagels and coffee. I'm not really with them. You are. You're answering some of the texts. You met them for bagels and coffee. You are still in it. Please look at that really for what it is, and that is to help you really get out of it. This is normal to do that, to to have a continuation after the what might be a something we call a breakup. When we're still in that, if we are meeting them for bagels and coffee or brunch or lunch or <laughs> cocktails or whatever it would be, we are still in it. And what's going to happen is our value to them will remain and sometimes remain very, very high because when they say something, we're going to respond in a way that lets them think that. If we're continuing to respond to them in the mind of the sociopath, we are still active prey. We are still open to take from, to use, and that makes them not want to lose us. To be clear, by us, I don't mean the real us. I don't mean the real Jennifer. I don't mean the real Olivia, Sophia, Robert, Neville, Jorge, Whoever we are as beautiful, real people, they don't know who we are. They don't know what that is. What they are afraid of losing and do not want to lose and become enraged when it is about to be taken away or is taken away is the value we represent to them. The more money you've given them, the more shelter, clothing, iPhones, 
the more of a respectability facade we are. If that is something they really need in that moment, we're one of the main sources of that. We're really valuable to them. We want to reduce our value to them and then disappear. Yes, please disappear from this maniac's life. New phone numbers are a beautiful thing. There's nothing there. There's no one there. There is nothing there except destruction. Email me anytime, jennifer at truelovescam.com with any questions, comments, things you'd like to know more about. There's my book, Breaking Up With Evil, book one on Amazon. Five women's stories of going through this thing that we all thought was a relationship, discovering it's anything but, it's strange, it's scary, and breaking away and the aftermath. Also, I do guided recovery coaching by phone all over the world. Truly, I've done sessions with people in Egypt, Japan, Ireland, Italy, Germany, and I'm in Los Angeles, California. Lots of sessions with people in the United States, Canada, anywhere you are, we can talk. Jennifer at truelovescam.com, True Love Scam Recovery, and the podcast, Narcissistic Abuse Unwound, sending you all good things. Mm-hmm.